This week, a scourge threatens a fantasy kingdom. Not baleful demons, a magical plague, or a vengeful sorcerer. No, something far worse. Today, we will explore a fantasy realm under the threat of gentrification. From Wondering, this is Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. This week, we're featuring Eli McElveen's The Axe and Crown. It's a spin-off series from his regular audio drama podcast, Alba Salix, Royal Physician. Eli is a friend, and also a producer on this podcast, but I, I tell you what, it, it didn't take any arm twisting to feature The Axe and Crown. I adore it. Like so many other things we've featured, the Penumbra, Starship Iris, Mars Patel, The Axe and Crown takes a classic genre and reinvests it with new life and new relevance. Now, you don't need to be up on your Alba Salix to understand all the goings-on of the Axe and Crown, although I will say that getting current with Alba is its own reward. If you want to learn more about that show and hear an interview with Eli, head on back to episode 428, back in February 2016. The Axe and Crown takes place in the fantasy world of Farloria, but this time we're far from the castles and fields, far from the streaming penance and the pomp of kings and queens. We're on the crappier side of town on the bad side of the river, in a dive bar on Mud Street called the Axe and Crown. A naive human named Stan has just become the landlord of this tavern, and its proprietor, a salty troll named Gubbin, is heartily resisting any of Stan's attempts to renovate the place. The Axe and Crown is a miniseries, and the episodes are pretty short, so Eli has given us an omnibus edition that combines episodes 2, 3, and 4. This will give you an impression of the three main characters. What's that? I've only mentioned two? Oh, that's weird. I wonder who the third main character is. Anywho, let's start you off with episode two, Small Change. See you on the other side of the Axe and Crown. The Axe and Crown. Episode two, Small Change. Hey, Gubbin, you awake there? You look like you had a rough night. Is it morning? Bright and not so early. Did you actually fall asleep at the bar? Who are you again? I'm, I'm Stan. I'm your new landlord. Oh, no. Yeah! Remember yesterday with the swords and everything? You guys really had me going there. And then after that... Oh, man, what a party. All those drinking games and pin the tail on the landlord. That was a riot. Slightly painful. Still a riot. Oh, uh, yeah. Your patrons, Gubbin, they, they just kill me. Yeah, yeah, tell them to hurry up with that, okay? So, anyways, listen. I've got one word for you. Yeah, what? Patio. Huh? Patio. That's three. Three what? Three words. No, one word, three syllables. Uh, makes sense, man. Syllables. They're like words, only shorter. Ah, uh, right. Okay. G good idea. Stick with those. Okay, so, oh. patio. We should have one. We who? We who? Stop that! Oh, who's we? Us. Partners, remember? 
I do not. You run the bar. I own the building. That kind of makes us partners, yeah? That makes you the landlord and me the guy that runs the bar. Oh, this is so cool. I have always wanted to have a tavern, Uh. a beacon for the weary traveler, a place where friends can meet and (sighs) greet, where good times are had and spirits run high, a place with a patio. There's that word again. Yeah. They got one at the swanky coffee shop on the other side of the big bridge. It's on the edge of the market square. So you can have some lemon seed cake and espresso while you watch the world go by. Oh, so let's uh, put in a patio here. So everyone can, what, uh, gaze at the beautiful cracks and stains on the wall across the street? Well, you could probably put up plants and things, you know, some nice flowers. You know, I I don't think the lemon seed cake is a must, but man, the espresso. Stan? Gubbin? Do you know where the name Mud Street comes from? Totally, yes, I do. It's because of the mud, right? Oh, wait, oh, is there there some secret meaning? Does it stand for a magnificent urban destination? It's because of the mud. I knew it! And how how would you describe the smell of the mud in Mud Street? Oh, okay. Um, It's kind of earthy. Uh Um, It has like a a rich, intricate aroma. Uh It's it's dark with like a strong note of a subtle... Poop, sure, yes, poop. And poop, would that go well with seed cake? Cake? Thinking? No. Right. Not not exactly. Exactly. I'm hearing you. No patio. Fine. I get that. Heck with the patio. Here's another one for you. You ready? Theme nights. Don't you have a job or something? Somewhere you have to be? Okay. Let me see. Next on the list here. What's this list? Improvements to the Axe and Crown. You ready? Why does the Axe and Crown need improving? Number one, the beds. Gotta say, I crashed in a vacant room last night. When I woke up, man, I hurt all over. <laughs> well, that's what you get for playing pin the tail on the landlord. Okay, yes, that's that. Boy, might, did you squeal? That might be a factor. I, I get it, but no, we really do need new bedding. <laughs> the bedding is new. It's like straw. It is straw. It's new straw. Oh, okay. Well, we could switch to down or or or, or wool or something. Uh, sure, let's do that for all our luxury suites. Wait, hold on. Which ones are the luxury suites? None of them. None of them are luxury suites. Wouldn't that be a great idea, though? You just get premium rents. Oh, I have to add that to the list. Once again, I think you're forgetting what neighborhood you're in. Okay, here's another idea. Small effort, big impact. Clean the windows. Why? Well, it's so dark in here. That's the idea. It's a tavern. It's dark. How else am I supposed to sleep? We'll put up curtains. Curtains get dusty. And windows get dirty. We hire someone to clean them both. You said you like the Axe and Crown for its authenticity. Oh, absolutely. How's that fit with changing everything in it? Seriously? Curtains are going to ruin the authenticity? (sighs) Next, you're going to say change the name. Well... I knew it! Well, it's just, you know, it's a a little uh, militaristic. What was your first clue? The fact our sign is a shield with a weapon painted on it? Well, yeah, but, you know, the the axe and crown, it's it's not really very comfy or welcoming. As opposed to what? Well, I don't know. The the rover's roost. Or or the the ship and the anchor. You've got to be kidding. Well, no, that's got some sort of seafaring kind of deal to it. Wait, oh, wait, how about this? The Troll's Den. I'm a troll! I'm not a bear! Okay, the Troll's uh, Treasure. I, trolls don't do treasure! Right, okay. That's oh, leprechauns! Hold on, hold on. The treasure is your tavern, your patrons, right? Right? Why do you want to change the name? Well, I mean, the sign's falling to bits. It seems, you know, like a good moment to start fresh. Hey, 
I know a couple of sign painters. They used to work for my father. I'll bet they would do an awesome new sign for you. What do you think? You know where the name Axe and Crown comes from? No! Enlighten me. It's from the arms of our regiment, 2nd Royal Engineering Battalion. You were in the army? Like, our army? I didn't think they had any trolls. Yeah, a few. Mostly doing the dangerous stuff. You want something built or blown up or booby-trapped? The second, we were your go-to team. Wait, wait, the second? The Battle of Whipsaw Gap? Yeah. That was you guys? Uh, you've heard of it. Yeah, I mean, like I was just little when it happened, but oh man, you guys are, you're kind of like heroes. Well, we got sent to do a job, we did it. Still! Anyway, look, old Norena ran this place before me. Her brother was in the second with us. After the war, the old gang used to come around here, have a pint, help her out. She's the one that called it the Axe and Crown. Ah, okay, gotcha. So the name stays. Oh, no, yes, absolutely. Axe and Crown, all the way, definitely. Uh So, (sighs) so this, this over here, this must be the bar. No, it's a wall that's lying down on the job. Don't touch those. (laughs) I always thought I'd make a great bartender. Here you go, my friend. That'll be three shillings and sixpence. Three and six? What kind of place do you think I'm running? I love it. Hey, what's in here? The kitchen? Uh, no, don't. Kitchen's off limits. Why? What's in there? It's been condemned. We, we had a fire. Oh, no. How bad is it? You don't want to know. Well, we need to fix it up right away. Start serving food again. I'm running the bar. I don't have time to cook. Okay, so we got to cook. No, I had one. And? He... Left. So we get another. I'm not paying any more damn people. Hey, hey, we could have some kind of signature dish. What do you think? Something unique that says Axe and Crown. What, like field rations? Yes, now you're talking. Are those good? <sighs> oh, Govan, I love this back room. You know what it needs? A stage along the far wall. A stage? Yeah, this place will make a great music venue. No, no musicians. Not since that guy with the whistle. What guy? Guy with a whistle? Some guy said he could charm all the cockroaches in the building and lead them away. Played this whistle was supposed to sound exactly like a cockroach mating call. But it didn't? (laughs) Oh, it did. He had the mating call down to a T. Then he joined a poker game, got caught cheating, and ran off before he could get to the leading them away part. Mm. So what do you think we ended up with? Uh... Uh, More cockroaches? Ten times more cockroaches. And an earache. Never mind that. Listen, some buddies of mine are in a band. They play jigs and country dances. Really great tunes. Oh, God, spare me. I can't stand all that foldy-doy, hiddly-day stuff. that's the best part. Those aren't words. That's just making sounds. Yeah, because sounds have no place in music. Who wants to listen to music when they're trying to have a beer? The Broken Bell up by the college, they've got music every night. People (sighs) love it. The bartenders are busy from sundown to last call. Look, I've got enough things to take care of without having to serve 100 beers in the night. You won't need to. If we start bringing in those kind of crowds, we can afford to hire more staff. (sighs) Musicians. We can start doing shows one or two nights a week. No, no music. Poetry? Uh, Maybe. The Broken Bell. The Broken Bell can keep all their damn music and poetry. It ain't coming in here. No romantic spirit. That's your problem. None whatsoever. Gubbin, there must be something you want to do with this place. If you could change just one thing about this bar, what would it be? Just one thing? Yeah. Let me think. Uh, uh, wait, I got it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, nope, this is my good coat. This you is my good are coat. a little fella. <laughs> hey, listen, what about upstairs? Don't, don't, no, don't. you can renovate the rooms. Make it nice. Come on, we go. Yeah. Much better. 
Oh, hey, you uh, want a refill there, Rosina? Sure. I like the new curtains, by the way. Really? Oh, yeah. They give this room a cozy kind of feeling. Oh, it's nice. If you say so. There you are. Thanks, Gavin. See? Everyone likes the curtains. Three people doesn't equal everyone. Hey, have you heard anyone say they don't like them? Fine. Your curtains can stay. Woohoo! Stop that! Especially since the windows are all clear now. Oh, yes. Heaven forbid you might actually be able to see what's outside. Hey, Stan! Tommy doesn't believe you can fit 140 peanuts in your mouth! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like your services are required, Stan. Hey, Stan! I- I'll be right there! Hey, you like the curtains? Just wait till you see the new sign. Hang on. What new sign? It's already up! There better not be a ship on it. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm ready! <sighs> I don't believe it. Stan, you little bastard. Like an outhouse. Yeah, everybody said it was a dump, but Rosie told me they finally started fixing the place up a bit. Hey, you Gubbin? Yeah, that's me. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm Lucky. Uh-huh. That a new sign out front? Looks good. Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, well, it's kind of... Kind of beautiful. The axe and crown. That got anything to do with the old uh, second engineers? Yeah, sure does. Oh, heroes, man. I grew up in Little Moose Valley. Mom and Dad always said those guys literally saved our town. Yeah, they did okay. So, uh, what can I get you folks, huh? Uh, ale for me. You guys? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Ale for me, too. Uh, four ales, if you please. Coming up. Hey, uh, you're from out of town, huh? Hmm? Oh, the cases? Nah, these are our instruments. We're the band. The band? Yeah, didn't your guy, uh, Stan, tell you? We're playing tonight. We're called the Retching Rogues. You're musicians. That's right. Stan! Where's Gobum? Show these rogues to the back room and help them set up. You got it, boss. The Axe and Crown. Episode 3. Trossing for Beginners. Hey, Gubbin. Yeah? Can you teach me how to say something in troll? In troll? Yeah. I assume you mean troll sick. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, you're a troll, right? You trying to be funny. Come on. Teach me something in troll sick. How do you say hello? You don't. Oh, come on, Gub. There's no such word in high troll sick. There's gotta be. It doesn't exist. Well, what do you say then? Nothing. You just talk. how trolls are. No hello? You just start talking? Or not. You got nothing to say? You say nothing. It's better that way. Why the sudden interest? Oh, you know, I'm just curious. Uh-huh. You know, like, okay, well, say I was to meet, I don't know, like a, like a lady troll. Uh, so that's what this no, is No, 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 not like that. Oh, well, okay, like that. You could not handle a troll. Gubbin, <laughs> you underestimate me. <laughs> sure, I'm not exactly a side of beef, but... Oh, you'd snap like a twig. Uh, look, it's just... <laughs> I, 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 I gotta tell you... Th- you would a troll! I know, it's, but here's the thing. Things... Are a little quiet on the romantic side. Uh, so you scared off the entire human population? Well, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, maybe I should cast the net a little wider. Trolls, though? Yeah! Start small, like a pixie, man! Look, troll women are solid. 
troll bad. women are. They're forthright. They're hardworking. They're not flimsy and flighty like human girls. Have you ever actually met a troll woman? Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. Yes, absolutely. I've seen one. Yeah, you see, Farlori is not exactly a hot destination for trolls. Yeah, why is that anyway? I, I don't know. Could be the folks down around here don't like us that much. Well, I like trolls. Well, unfortunately for you, there is no eligible troll woman in this town. <laughs> unfortunately for me, what about you? Ideal. Well, what if one did come to town? Uh, come to this town? She'd have to be as dumb as a plank. Well, I don't know. You might change your tune if you met her. Met who? Well, no one. Just, you know, a hypothetical troll lady. <sighs> well, maybe if you close your eyes and pray real hard to Hans Flar. Pray to who? Hans Flar Nuki, the love goddess. Would that work? <laughs> you could try. Okay, so say I did that, and I happened to meet a troll of the female persuasion. What would I say to her? What would you say to her? Uh, probably a... Oh, hi there, pretty lady. Uh-huh. Oh no, put me down. Yeah, yeah, Help. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's supposed to be me. I'm guessing. <laughs> Super. That's you getting squashed I like t- a little bug I, in the ground. Yeah, I picked up that part. It was hilarious. Thank you so much. Buy a pretty trolley. <laughs> clever. Yeah. Oh, man, now I'm going to need a mop. Look, why are you so down on troll human romance, Gub? Maybe I'm just skeptical of humans that think that they're into trolls, huh? Well, ouch. Wait. Something happened, didn't it? You had your heart broken. Yeah, see, your stony silence speaks volumes. If I say nothing, it's because I got nothing to say. You were in love with the human lady. I was not, actually. in love with the human. Yes, you were. Yes, look. Look at you. Was she pretty? Was she? What was her name? Stan. What was her name? Stan. Tell give me. it up, Stan. What was her name? Come on, tell me. Johan. Yeah, Johan. It's very funny. Yeah. Wait, what? Really? I'm done talking. I was right, though, wasn't I? Did Did he break your heart? <sighs> wow. You and a human dude. Are you done? I'm just trying to picture it. Yeah, well, look, you keep picturing out loud. I might have to put your head through the top of this bar. So I would suggest you change the subject. What? Okay. How about just teaching me some troll? Sig, troll sig. Fine. Stan, if you ever meet a troll woman and she doesn't beat you into porridge, I'll teach you some troll sig. Really? Yeah, sure. Ah, you're a pal. I am not your pal. You're my pal, Gubbin. No. You are. Uh-uh. And you're going to teach me high troll ski. Because I just met one. What? Yeah, on the way here tonight. She was getting off a ship down at the quay. A troll? Here in town? Yeah. What did she look like? A uh, tall... Wide, broad. Wait, is broad this way or this way? Blue or gray? Sort of a, a bluey gray. Well, same color as you, pretty much. Northerner, then. Someone you know? <laughs> Hard to say. Did you get a name? No, I don't speak troll. But here's the thing. I overheard her asking for directions to the lower bank, so she could be coming here. I thought you didn't speak troll sick. Well, no, she was speaking... Oh, I guess I could have asked her name, eh? Oh, well, light goes on for you, huh? <sighs> By all the gods! Oh, no. This is your mystery troll woman? Yes! Oh, thank you, Hans Flarnuxi. What the hell is she doing here? Quick! Uh, come in! How do I say uh, you are a queen among women? Oh, kid, you don't know what you're getting into. Uh, welcome, madame, to the Axe and Crown. My name is Stan, and uh, may I introduce my friend Gubbin, the proprietor? I know who he is. Velo, uncle. Sorry, uncle? Anabatulu, what in all of hills you is do here? Couldn't see you also. Wait, is, is this Trollsig? What does this mean? This field of man and who he is? Uh, don't ask. Hi, my name's Stan. I own the building. Ah, 
Nice to meet you. I'm Batula. Batula. So what brings you to town? I was just passing through and thought I'd say hello. Aha, uh-huh, I knew it. What? Gubbin. What? Trolls do so say hello. Uh, yeah. Yep, just heading up along the coast and thought I'd stop by and see my good old uncle. Ha! Oh, that's nice. Well, been good seeing you. Oh, come on. I thought I'd stay the night at least. Oh, well, there's a couple of places a bit further down the riverside that might have rooms for two. What about here? You don't have a room for your favorite niece? Yeah, Gubbin, don't you have a room for your No favorite? vacancies. Come on, what's the problem? Is this because of that whole thing between you and Mama? Nah, what are you talking about? We're just full up. We have loads of vacancies, Gubbin. Do you want your favorite niece to have to sleep under a bridge or something? Oh, it, you didn't oh, go there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, so, I didn't mean that because you're a troll and bridges. No, oh, no, it's fine, pop. really. It's okay. Uncle, do you have a room for me or not? Cash up front. Gubbin. No, it's fine. Here. That's Malurian money. I know. Yeah, well, don't know if you noticed, but this ain't Malurian. I just got off a boat. I haven't had time to change my money. I will take care of it. I can change it when I'm at the bank tomorrow. Yeah, see? Fine. Here. If you'd like, I can I can take the rest of your cash, too. No. No, that's fine. You sure? I'm a customer there. I get a preferred rate. I can do it myself. Hey, but for sure, don't take it to those jerks by the market. They'll totally rip you off. Always go to the bank. Sure. Here's your key. Top floor. First door on the right. Top floor? Why don't we give her one of the renovated rooms? I finally talked Gubbin into fixing up some of the rooms here. Most of them didn't even have beds. Fine. Here. Second floor at the end. Danke heaps, uncle. Yeah, whatevs. Oh, 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 let me help you with your trunk, too. Just give me a second. (laughs) Hey, Gubbin. What? You promised. Teach me a couple words in troll. Come on, just a couple. Vel Tyrvet. Vel what? Vel Tyrvet. Vel Tyrvet. Means welcome. Nice. Uh, hey, Batula. Yep. Uh, I just wanted to say Vel Chervet. Tanka Muklet. You speak Trollsik? Well, not really. But I'm learning. That's very uh, strange of you. Oh, well, you just not me. And your accent is terrible. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, maybe you can help me. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> uh. Hey, if you want, I can show you around Granville. Because not only am I the owner here, I am also the Accent Crown's official tour guide. No. Really? Yes, no. there's lots to see here. Great markets, classic Valorian architecture. Oh, there's a brand new art gallery, too. Do you like art? Why do you ask? Well, I, I don't know. I just thought you might be interested in doing something cultural. And- Who <laughs> sent you? <laughs> sent me? Was it Arvando? <clears throat> what do you know about art? I don't know much about art. Do you not like art? You're not with the bossies? <laughs> What's a bossy? <laughs> May I please be allowed to breathe? Please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you don't know Arvando Bossi? <gasps> no. Should I? Never mind. Okay. So no gallery then, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> Do you like music? Sorry about that. I I thought you were someone else. Uh, nope. Just me. Hi. Good. <laughs> nope, that's very good. Hi. <laughs> I'm gonna take my trunk upstairs now. Sure. Oh, can I help you with that? Oh, oh no. Oh, looks like you've got that. Wow, okay. Good night, Stan. Good night, Petula. <laughs> Yeah, smooth move, Stan. What? <laughs> did I call it or did I call it? Call what? She just about snapped your neck. Ah, there. no. She just mistook me for somebody else. <sighs> How do you say I love you and troll? You don't. Uh, maybe you don't, but there's got to be a word for it. Oh, God. Good night, Stan. Uh, what? Oh, night, Gubbin. 
The Axe and Crown Episode 4 The Artful Dodger Morning. Oh my gosh, Batula, are you okay? I'm fine. That doesn't look very comfy. I'm fine. Hanging upside down like that? It's fine. I was just looking around for something to eat, and suddenly this rope thing went off. Ah, that's Gubbin for you. He's got traps everywhere. He never thinks to warn anyone. Ugh, I should have known. The kitchen door, though? Yeah, the kitchen is off limits, apparently. But don't feel bad. I got caught in that one myself. That's nice. Can't reach my knife. Could you just? Oh no 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 no! You shouldn't need to cut anything. When I set that one off, Gubman had like a release button for it. I think it was somewhere down here. No, Stan, please, just oh just give me my knife. It's right that. here. You can see the sheath. No, look, just, that's look, look, look where I'm pointing. Stan, no, I remember. Stan. Look, he reached look. under the bar. He must have flipped a lever or something. Ow! Oh God. Okay, so he's got another trap under the bar. I was not expecting that. Wow, okay. My arm is totally stuck now. How crazy is that? That's great. <laughs> oh, that Gubbin. What a smart guy, you yeah, know? What a guy. Hey, hey, Gubbin, are you up yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get Uncle in here so he can gloat. That's a great idea. <laughs> so, is this your first time in Forloria? What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. First time. Nice, nice. How are you enjoying it so far? So far, let's see. Um, had to drag my trunk all over town looking for this place, uh-huh. and now I'm hanging from the ceiling in one of my uncle's stupid booby traps. Right, yeah, that's a lousy start. Ugh. Hey, if you're free today, I can I can give you that guided tour of Granville, let you see the city properly. That's nice of you, but I've got to be on my way today. Oh, no, really? Where are you headed? Oh, way east. Ah, like uh, towards Mediocria. That's a, that's a nice part of the country. So I hear. So you don't even have time for like a little sightseeing? Sorry, no. Ah. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, you still got to change your money, right? Right. Well, I hate to... Uh, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but uh, you know that Malorian coin that you gave us last night? What about it? Well, I took it to the bank this morning, and they showed me this really cool thing. See, here's your coin, and if I weigh it, well, I don't think I have a balance here, but anyway, apparently this coin weighs the same as 214 grains of barley. That's fascinating. No, but then get this. You stick it in the water, and then I think it's the amount that spills out divided by the number of grains, something like that. Anyway, I didn't want to tell Gubbin since he would blow it out of proportion. But the point is, it's not real. What's not? This coin. I think someone back in Maloria gave you some fake currency. What do you mean not real? What's not real? Nothing. Nothing. Huh. Oh. Somebody been trying to jimmy the lock on the kitchen door. I was hungry. I thought you might have some food around. Kitchen's off limits. Apparently. Let's see that coin, Stan. I do not know what coin you are currently referring to. Ow, ow. Okay, right. Yes, this coin right here. Huh. Regna del Maluria. Five royales. <laughs> Looks like gold, doesn't it? It is gold. Well, let's just see here. No, don't. Oh, Gubbin. 
Would you look at that? Solid lead with a layer of brass and just the tiniest bit of gold leaf around it. Probably worth what, about sixpence? I heard lead isn't very good for you. This ain't legal tender. There or here. Well, how is I supposed to know? I'm not an alchemist. Can you let me out of this net? Oh, while you're at it, me too. I'm kind of stuck. This all the money you got? Yeah, I mean, I got more money, but it's just more of these. Where'd you get them? In Mayoria. Uncle, let me out of this stupid trap. Where in Maluria? It's Mayoria. Where in Maluria? A guy. What guy? Just a guy, a- an artist. Ah, uh, here we go. What, is there something wrong with artists? What was his name? Arvando Bossi. Bossi? Yes. Why do I know that name? What the hell were you doing taking money from a Malurian artist? One of the bossies, no less. Let me down, and I'll tell you. Fine. Oh, Petula, are you okay? A bit of warning would have been nice. How did you get mixed up with the bossies? Also, who are they? Also, can you let me out next? The bossies are the most notorious art cabal in Maluria. Notorious how? Turns out they're into art theft, forging sculptures and paintings, ancient relics, and I guess forging money too. Won't find a more subversive, transgressive band of hoodlums this side of the pointy lands. But I didn't know any of that when I met Arvando. So what were you doing in Maluria? I was going to school there, working odd jobs to get by, and then one day this guy approached me, said he was a painter and a sculptor and wanted to hire me as his model. You worked as a model? So I said okay, and so Arvando did a couple of paintings of me. But soon he had me helping him out with frescoes and installations, carrying his supplies, setting up scaffolding, and sometimes I'd just stand outside while he was chatting with someone and make sure they saw me. The way he talked, I figured it was just because he wanted to show me off. Uh Uh-huh. Which was a little weird, but whatever. What can I say? He could talk anyone into anything. Especially with a seven-foot-high troll standing next to him. Can't believe you were working for Arvando Bossi. I just thought he was a solid guy, okay? He paid me good money. Good fake money. Yes. Anyway. We spent weeks preparing for his next big show, lots of pictures of the rich and famous trying to win over new patrons. So this hall's full of dukes and bishops and bankers, and when it comes time for opening night, this rival group called the Magical Demolitionists have vandalized every piece in the hall. Oh, no! Like they smashed everything? Worse. They changed things. They took the heads off his sculptures and switched them. They cut up his paintings and rearranged them. And in doing so, they recontextualized them in a manner that forced one to confront the paradoxical and hypocritical nature of power and legitimacy in modern society. Frickin' artists. I don't get it. Don't you see? He invited all these nobles so he could flatter them, and instead all they saw were paintings full of symbolism about how they were lying and sleeping with each other and stealing from everyone in the kingdom. Which was all lies, I'm sure. No, it was all true. But you still shouldn't put it in a painting. (laughs) They would have killed him for treason if his parents hadn't stepped in. But all of a sudden, every two-bit fresco painter decided they wanted a piece. All the movements and factions piled on trying to get the upper hand. One day, all six members of the Maniacal Five had their heads mysteriously bashed in by gargoyles falling off buildings. Whoa. That was the demos, of course. Oh, the demolitionists. Before long, they had control of the trade and watercolors and miniatures. Then they got together with the East Side Post Reasonableists to take on the Bossies head-to-head. And the Bossies? Arvando was laying low after the big fiasco. But that was before the whole Azandia thing. What's an Azandia? His racehorse. She was a gift from his parents, I think. Uh Uh-oh. Arvando loved that horse. Fed her on wine and pastries. He got me to install a toiletty for her in the stable. A what? A water closet. It's like a chamber pot, but it's got running water. What the hell for? For flushing it. 
It's the latest thing in Maoria. Very expensive. He had you install a toilette for his horse? I told you, Azandia was his little princess. Literally. He made her wear a silver tiara. But anyway, a couple weeks after the demolitionists make their move, Arvando's got an unveiling. Great big statue of the Duke in the main square. I'm working security in case anybody tries anything creative. I catch a couple of demos trying to sneak in with brushes and glue, so I knock some sense into them, and that's it. The unveiling goes off without a hitch. All his patrons are overjoyed. But? But that night, Arvando comes home from the big party, goes up to his chambers. Oh, I don't, I don't like this story. And finds the bedclothes all stained and sitting right in the middle of the bed. No, stop, seriously. Is a Zandia the horse's brand new toilette. Wait, wait, what? And in front of it, there's a little plaque, like, like in a museum, says, The Complete Works of Arvando Bassi. Wow, that's, I guess that's terrible? Yeah, that was just way too on the nose. Arvando basically snapped started a new series of allegorical portraits of his enemies. Portraits? Well, it could have been worse. At least he wasn't... Using their own blood. Oh, okay. I kept thinking, these paintings smell weird, but I didn't clue in until the night he had me line the floor and walls with canvases, gave me this big knife, and asked me to help him bring someone in. So at that point, I figured it was time for me to make an exit. You stole his money and ran. What else was I going to do? Well, at least it wasn't real money. Yeah. At least it was counterfeit that you stole from a gangster. And paid your uncle with. Look, I'm sorry about the coins. I honestly didn't know. You think he knows where you went? Yeah, I cover my tracks pretty well. I mean, it's always kind of hard being discreet in human country. Yeah, well, I can't guarantee you'll be safe here. But if you need a place to stay... Uh, I don't want to bring anything bad down on you guys. We'll deal. If anyone shows up in the town and starts asking about trolls, I'll hear about it. Your artist friends come for you, they'll have to come through me. Thanks, uncle. And me. Sure. So... Anna Badula, you gonna be sensible about this or what? Yeah, I'll stay. Woohoo! Thanks, Uncle. Yeah, you're welcome. It's two crowns a night, no meals. Come in. Nope, it's fine. I just need to find a place to change these coins. Stan tried to change one at the bank. Word's gonna get out. I can help you out with the rent. No, I can pay my own way. I'll find work and I'll pay you back properly, Uncle. See to it. You got one week. Thanks. Yay! It all worked out. My arm is still stuck. Hello? Uh, guys? Guys? I'm I'm still... Guys? Can you come back? Because I'm still in the trap. The Axe and Crown. Starring Hugo Jones, Art Carlson, and Marisa King. Written and directed by Eli McElveen. Recorded in Toronto at Trench Recordings. Sound designed by Eli McElveen. Produced by Sean Howard. The Axe and Crown is a Forgery League production. To find out more, visit ForgeryLeague.com. There's a lot to love about this miniseries, which is great because more is coming. I love the character chemistry, I love the world building, and perhaps most particularly to me, I love Trollsig. If you listened to the previous episode of Radio Drama Revival, you heard me and Jessica Best discussing constructed languages. Her show, Starship Iris, has a few that she put together. I first listened to Starship Iris and the Axe and Crown around the same time, and in particular, I, I heard the first episode that involved a lot of Jess's Dwarnian language and episode three of Axe and Crown, Trollsig for Beginners, like back-to-back, -back, and they both just make me so happy. Trollsig isn't a constructed language, right? It's like a wacky, Scandinavian-esque doublespeak, almost a vaudevillian throwback. 
but I love the agility and sincerity that goes into that delivery. Ugh, you want to know the way to my heart? Language gags. Also, chewy cookies. So, two ways. Also, like, thoughtful representation and kindness. So, four ways. Also, great audio fiction. Five, five ways to my heart. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, did you know that you can do that? Because we are part of the Wondery Network. I, I host another show called Secrets, Crimes, and Audio Tape, which will be coming back in the fall for a smoking hot second season, but I digress. You can leave us a voicemail in the Wondery Gag Bag. That's 424-224-5711 or Gag Bag 5711. Tell me a joke. Tell me something about a recent episode that you liked. Start a conversation. I know it's tough to pick up the phone these days, but hey, it might be fun. And I'd love to hear from you. You can follow us on Twitter, at Radiodrama. You can find us on Facebook. You can go visit our website and hear literal months of content in our archive. That's RadiodramaRevival.com. Now, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that too would be excellent. It's how this show grows. Thank you for listening to Radio Drama Revival. And now, for some credits. Our theme music is Danger Digi-Doo by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud and YouTube. Hedging my bets in case SoundCloud goes belly up. Hello, 2017 timestamp. Our line producer is Matthew Boudreaux, who traditionally could be found with Monique at the Blue Monk in Buffalo, which closed last year to the whales of half the city. If Matt were a drink, he'd be one of those stouts that they age in charred whiskey barrels. Tall, powerful, keeps you company in terrible weather. Eli McElveen is our interviews producer and also the creator of Alba Salix and the Axe and Crown. Once upon a time, I tried to send him and his husband Sean some booze via the internet, and that is how I learned that one, it is very difficult to send liquor to Canada from the United States, and two, did you know that Ontario has a state-run liquor monopoly? If Eli were a drink, he'd be a cold glass of apple cider. Golden, sparkling, cool, but maybe with a little bit of minerality to it. Our researchers are Heather Cohen and Monique Boudreaux. If Heather were a beverage, I am like 80% sure she would be a Gancia at a fresco. No, oh my god, it was so good. Heather, our friend Aaron, and I went on a quarter-life crisis adventure to Argentina in 2013. And we drank rather a lot of this one kind of Italian aperitif wine called Gancia with, I, I shit you not, fresca grapefruit soda. It was delicious. Also, we had Malbec and Torrentes too. Don't at me, I know what I'm doing. If Monique were a beverage, there'd, okay, so first of all, there'd be a goblet, and maybe it'd be on, like, a tree stump? Yeah, yeah, a tree stump, I'm digging this. And I'm not even sure what's in the goblet, because it's issuing these, just, like, gouts of purple fog, and a squirrel comes by and drops an ice cube in there, and it goes, bloop, also a witch made it. The drink, not the squirrel, or the goblet. And the drink is really good. It tastes like orange and vanilla and cinnamon, but also, like, secrets. Our executive producer, Fred Greenhouse, would be a glass of goat milk from his goats. I'm your apple juice and Polish bison grass vodka highball, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. Today we will explore a fantasy realm under the threat of gentrification. <laughs> no, let's not, let's not use the laugh. Okay. Oh, my God.